probably. And proper military, not some amateur militia. Wasn't Capitan French for captain? A battle of wits might be a more even fight. He moved swiftly to her feet and bound them, then secured her to a railing, disturbingly practiced at restraining a human being. Could some foreign military be behind this? Was it a declaration of war, a political statement? Instinct told her he was lying about doing it for the money. He moved to the bow, surprisingly cat-like for a man of his build, definitely military. You have a satellite phone on the yacht? A laptop? GPS? Weapons? If I had weapons, would I be sitting here like this? But yeah, sat phone, laptop, GPS, knock yourself out. Where are they? Tell me everything I need to grab so we can take them. We? A tense edge had crept into his voice. Should she answer? Her options numbered roughly zero. Besides, when she escaped, she'd need the sat phone to make a rescue call. She gave him a rundown. What else should I pack for you? Sorry? What else do you want to take? You know I'm kidnapping you, yes? I'd figured. You'll need some dry clothes. Ah, I'll grab everything. Chapstick, she said automatically. Two men just got eaten by sharks, and you're asking for chapstick? He paused. This is some kind of lipstick? Yeah, because that's the first thing I'd think about when I'm getting kidnapped. She jammed her salt-scoured lips together. Shut up. He'd expect her to be hysterical, not snarky. Forget it. Get clothes, whatever. Why am I giving packing orders to a pirate? Or are you technically a terrorist? The inch of brown skin visible beside his eyes crinkled. Was he smiling? This had to be the most surreal night of her life. Go, is pirate. Where are you taking me? You'll see. There'll be no escape for either of us until your father pays. Either of us? He checked her bindings, jumped from the bow onto the yacht's stern, and disappeared from her limited view. Agile as well as strong, a formidable opponent. His calmness chilled her as much as his strength. A sharp mind was more dangerous than a muscular body, and he evidently had both. She shifted. Something pressed into her thigh. The knife. This wasn't over. Rafe crept over the deck and dropped into the cabin. Feigning imbalance, he smashed his shoulder into the interior webcam, knocking it to the floor and stomping on the debris. Gabriel would be watching the heiress's webcast. No need to let on that Rafe was taking all the equipment he could prize off the boat. Now he was no longer guarded. Let him believe that once Rafe and the woman were stranded on the honeymoon island, they had no way to communicate with the world. He snatched up a large backpack and tipped out the contents. He had a couple of hours at most before rescuers arrived, and he'd already lost a good half hour securing her. He shoved in an armful of clothes with more force than necessary. Two more lost boys gone tonight, their blood on his hands as much as Gabriel's. He exhaled heavily. 
He'd seen too many of their kind meet death too early. Boys who grew up with no one to give a damn about them, and died with no one to mourn them. But Gabriel had survived somehow. The aid workers must have lied about him dying in the firefight at Odeskia, to prevent Rafe running back in to find his only friend. Rafe narrowed his eyes, no use blaming them. They'd given him a chance to claw his humanity back after five years as a killing machine. Given the same mercy, Gabriel might also have become a different man. He pulled a network of cords from the walls and shoved them in the bag. The woman had been more effort than he'd bargained for. Where did a society princess learn to scrap like that? That was dirty street fighting, not some rich girl's martial arts hobby. And she was far prettier than the photos and videos he'd studied. A raw